Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 248th episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We're powered by Bit.net and those sexy legends over at Audio Technica. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan 8-Bit. And joining me today, the hot dog flavor G Fuel to my Sanic Shaker. You can find her on them socials, at Miss Ally Hart. Miss Ally Hart, how bloody are you? I'm good. I feel like I've just been called out on our, <laughs> our, very, our very personal conversation of some trashy thing that I want to buy purely for shits and giggles. Uh, the, uh, trash purchase is the best purchase, in my opinion. You know, you need yeah, to yeah. you need to entertain and humor and, uh, you know, utilize the funds you have available to yourself in the best and most creative ways possible. And I think you've certainly potentially done that with this uh, Sanic G Fuel crossover that you linked me to just, uh, what, 10 minutes ago. Yeah, literally just at the start of this call, essentially. I was so excited because I just want the shaker because it's um, got the handwritten, like, like kids writing of g fuel on it and i just think it would really have a good impact at my gym mm. <laughs> but uh yeah the the chili dog flavored like the actual f- chili dog flavored g fuel i'm not so keen on me either but i want to try it just to see what it's like yeah that's a big tub though of trial <laughs> that is a big tub yeah so but we're, we're on the we're on the wait list so if we can get our hands on this we're gonna try <laughs> This hot dog flavored uh, pre-workout. Is that what you call this stuff? Is that what G Fuel is? Or is I it- don't know if that's the angle that G Fuel goes. They're more like a, it's like an energy drink okay. kind of variant, I guess. But um, yeah, in the end, it's all kind of the same. Hot yeah. dog flavored energy drink powder. Mm-mm-mm. Mm. Sign me up. <laughs> Delicious. Delicious. But anyway, outside of uh, obscure flavoured energy drink powders, uh, we haven't really been playing a ton of games collectively between us the last the last week or so. Life life has been keeping us busy, and uh, Mm. you know you've been uh, been embarking on uh, some additional education, and uh, I've been just watching some stuff, just trying to survive into financial at the moment. So we're in July now, so we've made it through. June 30, thank thank the heavens. Uh, I'm very happy that we've we've now pivoted into the seventh month of the year because June could not have ended quick enough for me. I am so yeah. over it. You had a rough June. Yeah, very rough. Very rough indeed. But uh, we're through and we're back. And um, yeah, like so... Oh, I've been playing really like on and off uh, was was sort of Apex Legends, just little smatterings here and there. But most of the mm. time I've just been been watching things this week. What about you, Miss Hart? Oh, I like made the effort that I'm like, I have to play something because I've just been so busy, like cramming and like doing assignments and such. So I was like, I have to play something. So I just loaded up Destiny because I've had some like Destiny streams in the background, kind of like, you know, avert my focus. But um, yeah, just back in Gambit. And um, you love it Gambit. seems like cheap. I love, I feel like Gambit lovers are like a small group of us, but man, are we dedicated 
But um, yeah, cheating, cheating is running rampant in Destiny at the moment. So um, there was a very infamous post this week, but I won't bore everyone with the details. But um, yeah, cheating's become quite the issue in Destiny. And I, like, I know it's also an issue in Apex. It's pretty much an issue yeah. in any freaking competitive. competitive shooter. Yeah, there's just a bunch of dogs out there doing dog-like things. Yeah, I'd never understand it. Mm. Yeah, people are weird, man. People so are very weird. weird. What do you mm. get out of it? Fake gratification? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's 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 false wins. It's false success. You know, like I know there's the whole fake it till you make it. So maybe there's a part of these people that feel that they're really good, even though they are cheating their way to the top. But, yeah. you know, each their own, I guess. Each their own. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, I've been I've been consuming a lot of things through the various streaming services this past week. Uh, yeah. The first cab off the rank, I watched a few episodes of this a couple of years ago when it first popped up. I think on Comedy Central way back when, uh, and it's it's here on in Australia on Binge, which obviously is the the Foxtel streaming offshoot, mm. and it's called Future Man. Um, you, you've heard of this, like when I mentioned it before we started recording the, the name rang a bell but you weren't too sure what was happening with it yeah and um once you kind of brought it to my attention on what it was exactly i remember being like i need to watch this because a lot of elements of it seem like it, it could be good so i'm actually very interested to hear what you think about it yeah so so it's three seasons uh there's what is there 34 episodes in total the first season is by far and away the best of the three. The other two seasons, okay. still good, still good, still enjoyable, still a lot of laughs. But the, the show in a nutshell, it focuses on uh, a janitor named Josh uh, Futterman. And, and he's, uh, you know, just played by Josh Hutchison most recently or most notably from like, say, The Hunger Games. You'd probably know this fella yeah. from. And uh, yeah, so he's this lowly janitor and he's he's a he's a bit of a video game nerd and he's, he's obsessed with this game called Biotic Wars. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's globally renowned as like unbeatable. No one's ever fully b- completed the game. And he ends up finishing the game, like finishing the game after he, he gets stuck on like the 83rd level all the time, but he finishes it. And what happens then is the two main characters, Tiger and Wolf, who's played by Eliza Coop and Derek Wilson, they sort of transport from Biotic Worlds into the real world and be like, because you finished this, this is like a training simulator and you've been tasked now to save save the world from the real Biotic Wars. So it's like this Terminator uh-huh. parody, sci-fi, time travel stuff yeah. with just a lot of comedy thrown in over the top. And it's just piss funny. It is so funny. It's so smart and it's so meta. Like some of the references and some of the things they bring up from various other franchises. There's an episode where they're actually like, at James Cameron's house because he plays a big part in this, who's obviously the, the the man behind the Terminator. So it gets so meta and into so many areas. And then it's got Haley Joel Osment in it as well. Obviously, uh, the science kid, I guess, is what everyone still knows him as today. And it's so funny no. seeing him like in adult form now. He's an icy dead people person, right? Yeah, that's... that's Oh, Sixth Sense kid, not science kid, Sixth sorry. Sense, yeah. Yeah, I've but... He's in it as well, and he's hilarious uh, in in this show, and and it's just it's like they're they're twenty to thirty minute bangers. It's just good dumb fun, um, you know, some offensive comedy, some some slapstick in there, mm-hmm. some good violence, uh, and, and then it's just very aware of what the show is really. So that they play on that really really well, and it was um yeah I smashed all three seasons this week. 
uh, I was just sort of consuming it back to back to back because it was just had had me in stitches at times. Like I was audibly laughing out loud on the couch as me and the doggos were watching it over the the last week. And um, yeah, really really good fun. If if you're looking for some good easy digestible comedy, check it out. You get full full completion, mm-hmm. so it didn't like end on a cliffhanger. It didn't get renewed. They they played it out in three seasons, and mm-hmm. um, like to give you an idea of some of the tone of the show like um you know seth rogan and evan goldberg act as executive producers and help write some of the stuff so things like super bad and things you, you know the sort of time like preacher yeah. as well that kind of tone with a bit more of a comedic um spin so uh yeah that's that's worth Ooh. watching uh something else i watched uh yesterday that we mentioned last week on the upcoming releases was uh the tomorrow war so yeah so yeah talked about that on last week's episode and wish i didn't talk about that on last week's episode (laughs) uh watched it it goes for a very long time it goes for like two and a bit hours this movie it is it is a long 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 journey and uh, it it is not a good journey miss hart it is not a good journey um it feels like you're watching several different movies at once like not just from the tone like it'll go like really gritty action sci-fi with some horror elements and some gore Mm. to like just weird comedic cutaways or like little zingers thrown in here or like caricaturist characters trying to be the funny comedic relief which is just unnecessary yeah Uh, so it's all over the shop like there is some parts in it where i'm like this is this is kind of cool or the 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 aliens look cool or or the combat looks cool or whatever but overall i was just like man this is this is a mess it's like yeah. all these things just got tossed into a blender they went yep here's the movie here's the movie and it goes for so long my goodness gracious but uh Damn. yeah it's 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 not a good time like if you like crappy sci-fi with some okay cgi and you're a uh, chris pratt fan you give it a look that's probably checking all those boxes for you but outside of that like i wouldn't i wouldn't rush to uh, watch this on amazon that's for sure it was uh, a couple of hours of my life that i will never get back sadly Damn. never get back never get back his heart. like we pointed out it had a pretty decent cast mm. yeah this it's got like shame. um got chris pratt in it it's got um it's got uh what's his name now J. jonah jameson jk simmons jk simmons yeah who plays J. Jonah Jameson from, from Spider-Man, you know? <laughs> he wants pictures of Spider-Man. Yep. He's in it. Like, he plays Chris Pratt's dad. Uh, there's there's uh, Betty Gilpin in it, who is um, most notably from, like, Glow and from, was it The Hunt? I think it was The Hunt was the movie that she was in last year. But the cast is good, but it was just a mess of a movie. Just the tone just was all over the shop. Hmm. And yeah, I just I don't know. And there was just some weird like things in the sh- in the movie where there was just giant plot holes where it's like the logic was you just do this and it'll be fine, but they don't do that. So just to build the drama oh. and the tension and the raise the stakes, like yeah, it was just a thing. It was just a thing. Just um, yeah. and anyone that has watched it wants to talk about it in more detail hit me up because I've got just so many annoyances that I want to air that just <laughs> defy grievances. logic. And I don't want to yeah. sort of spoil it on, on the pod now because there's just times where I'm like, why are you doing this? This makes no sense. Just do that and it's done. But no, anyway, was what it was. And um, last night I watched uh, Fear Street Part 1. 
I've been hearing about this. Yeah, so it's uh, I, you, you much of an R.L. Stein gal? Did you read? Not like, really. Like obviously you had the the Goosebumps franchise that sort of uh, I guess blew blew up back in the eighties and then the nineties, but uh, Fear Street was more of like a a more mature horrific tone compared to Goosebumps. Like you know, Goosebumps mm. could be sort of preteen like you could read that book yeah. when you're in your single digits into your, your early teenage years where fear street is more of a teenage early adult into the above like where it gets a little bit more gory gruesome horrific hmm. and so so they've taken they've taken um some of the stories from this fictionalized town of shadyside and, and what they've done with netflix is over the next three fridays they're releasing this trilogy of movies that is like uh, con- continuity of this one story so oh, the first one dropped last oh. night next one drops next friday and then the final one drops the friday after so it's it's really cool that they've they've made three of these movies just boom 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 and they're all coming out so we had 1994 last night i've got 1978 next week and then 1666 is the third part the week after but it's got like picture like stranger things or okay. you know that kind of that kind of vibe to it just with a lot more gore and a lot more i guess young adult themes to it you know so um tonally there's there's jokes there's there's gore there's decapitations there's dismembering there's you know love interests and, and teenage awkwardness and all that kind of stuff but it was just it was just fun like i enjoyed like i've i read the books when i was younger and it's cool to see it realized on the screen and done in a really good way. Like I thought what they've done with, uh, with Fear Street 1994 was like really, really good. Like it was just, especially after jumping from the Tomorrow War to this, it was like night and day where I'm like, oh my God, can this be over? Where this was just like, just sort of balls to the wall the whole time and, and good fun and, you know, some just a, just a good mixture of everything I'm a fan of. Hmm. Uh, I might look into this one. Like, I'm not too sure. Like, how long are these movies? Are they... About 90 minutes. Okay. Yeah. It's not too bad. Yeah. About, hmm. about two episodes of SVU. <laughs> That's a good way to measure it. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, see, well worth, well worth a watch. I'm excited for um, the, the next episode or the next part that comes out uh, next Friday, which is, yeah, 1978. So, um yeah, I'm, I'm keen to see what they do with it. It's just just uh, nice to see uh, R.L. Stein having a bit of a renaissance the last couple of years with uh, the Goosebumps movies and now Fear Street getting the treatment. And uh, yeah, it's just it's been good. So I've been watching watching a lot of things, a lot of good things, mm. and then uh, one not-so-good movie there. So yeah. Mm. Mm. Anything else you've been up to this week, Miss Hart, that you want to bring to light, or should we just uh, keep rocking and rolling? I guess I just want to rub it in that season two of Lego Masters over here has started and it's pretty good. You know, we our, our third season of Lego Masters just finished uh, a, a couple of months ago. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're actually the pioneers for once for one of these TV, <laughs> uh, you know, mega, mega shows. So, uh, yeah, the third Damn. season. God, some of the shit they make on these shows, though, just is so good, Miss Hart. Puts me to shame. I thought I was pretty creative as a kid, but I just love how awkward people are. I like that they've chosen a very specific collection of people for this show, <laughs> so, but I like them. They're yeah, they, they check off the tropes, don't they? They're like, okay, oh, yeah. we, we need the, the introverted, like, married couple. We need the alternative pair that have got some tattoos or some long hair yeah. we need the hippie guys you know they, they they check all those boxes every season always 
Yeah, and then we need like the guy that could be the villain, you know, that he's really good at building Lego, but he's a bit arrogant and a bit smug. We need the villain in there. There's always a always a bit of a villain in the ones, at least here in Australia. I don't think we've had much of a villain. Oh, really? Like, yeah. It's just a few people that are maybe think they're a little too good, but mm. everything's always in jest. Yeah, yeah. It's a great franchise though, Lego Masters. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I'm surprised that <laughs> we actually really like it <laughs> Well, you know, episodes run about the same time as SVU. You know, it's a good metric for you. Come on. Like if someone said, hey, we're making a show about people building Legos. Like, like, come on. Like, yeah, like I, guess, I know guess a, lot of, right. a lot of us would be like, yeah, I'd watch that. But then you're like, hang on a second. What? Really? Like just a show about people building Lego? But yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like if someone just pitched that to me, like, hey, I'm watching a show about someone building Lego. I'm like, yeah, cool, man. I'll give it a look, but I'm not not excited. But yeah, you get drawn in. You get attached to these characters. Exactly. Then you think, oh, I could build that. Could I build that? How oh no, build I that? know I can't. Build that. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not that good. <laughs> uh, for those other people out there that know they're not that good, maybe want to get a little bit better, you can do so by heading over to kofi.com forward slash we are eight bit, and you can uh, support us monetarily if you'd like to. Uh, we can officially announce now that we do have some tiered subscription levels on that Kofi as well. So uh, they start from just $1 AUD per month and scale up from there, giving you exclusive access to content, giveaways, merchandise, so on and so forth. Excuse me, I'm burping up black coffee like a champion this morning. But Kofi.com forward slash we are 8-bit if you want to get in on that. If you can't or do not want to choose to support us monetarily, that's more than fine. Just uh, be sure to rate, review, subscribe us and all the other podcasts you're listening to on your podcast player of choice, preferably Apple Podcasts if you can, uh, because those ratings and reviews help keep the emotional lights on in our hearts, helps us keep tracking, keep trending, staying in them charts and staying relevant amidst all these other very talented podcasts from within this uh, video game and culture universe that we uh, swim around in, in this big old Mm. sea. So uh, yeah, be sure to do that when you can. Takes no time, costs no money, and means an awful lot to all those podcasts, not just The Hungry Gamers. So that would be fantastic. Uh, Miss Hart, do you think we should jump into some news? How are you feeling? Shall we do it? There's been a lot going on. do it. This week's news headlines... So yeah, after after coming back from from E3 week, uh, you know, this past fortnight, it was a bit of a lull patch the week before last. But uh, they've decided to turn up <laughs> the uh, turn up the heat this week because my goodness gracious, there is some some things going on out in that video game world. And um, to start with a couple little quick hitters here, the first one: global consumers are spending on mobile. Uh, global consumers spending on mobile games has reached 44.7 billion US dollars in the first half of 2021. That's according to Sensor Tower estimates shared with GamesIndustry.biz, and that marks a 17.9% increase when compared to the first six months of 2020. So, Miss Hart, the mobile gaming revolution, onward and upwards. Holy moly, that's a lot of cash. That's a lot. Far too much. It's impressive. Cash. And I don't spend any of that. I have not bought a pack in Bullsh. WWE Supercard in maybe twelve months, Miss Hart. I have. Uh, oh, I am off off the wagon. I have. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm no longer addicted. I'm no longer wasting money on WWE Supercard. Instead, I'm wasting money on uh, real life Pokemon cards. So uh, go me. <sighs> Go me. All right, the next one. Control developer Remedy Entertainment has announced plans for two new titles in the series. The first will be a multiplayer spin-off currently titled Project Condor. 
The next will be a bigger budget control game titled Project Vulcan. Well, it's not actually, that's just a uh, Gladiators reference I want to throw in there. But that sounds further off. So uh, yeah, Remedy doing things, diving deeper in this control universe. Uh, multiplayer spin-off. That what? Mm, is it going to work? I don't know. It just feels like a blatant cash grab to me, but what do I, I know? I, I don't know. Pe- people who love control really, really love control. Yeah. So I, I, it might be cash grab, but it also, it, you wouldn't make such choices if you didn't gauge the interest being there. So I, I think what they're doing is probably right for a good, um, you know, good good chunk of fan base that really enjoyed this game i've had a lot of people like recommend it i've watched playthrough of this game plenty of times and to me it's definitely not my cup of tea but yeah just apparently the story's pretty good um gameplay game style but yeah, for me personally no interest and i just can't get australian gladiators out of my head <laughs> who was your favorite who's your favorite gladiator I'm thinking it was like was it Tower? It was ta- no, was there one like it was? Was there one called Tarzan? There was Taipan. He had the long Taipan, hair. Taipan, yeah, Taipan. Yep. Yeah. He he was a bit of a bit of a sort of uh, antagonist old Taipan. He was he one was. of sort of the baddies. Yeah, and then yeah. I think there was like Storm or something like that on the girls' side. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Storm, Blaze, Cheetah, Delta. Yeah. There's a channel here that plays the American one 24 seven. Damn. Do you watch much? Yeah. I confess to a few binge watches, yeah. Mm, I respect that. I'd watch that too. What a great show. Hopefully they bring that back one day. Remember when then they did like Australia versus the UK and stuff? Remember the spin-offs? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was was pretty big back in the 90s. Mike Whitney and co doing their thing. Yeah, see, I because I, I remember they rehashed it like in the two thousands, but I think it's the nineties version that like I enjoyed more. It was peak. I like the old, yeah, yeah. It was so good. Something else that uh, could be pretty good. Who knows? Take two have acquired French company Dynamics. I still don't know the right pronunciation. So the the company name is D Y N A M I X Y Z Dynamics. Maybe it's just Dynamics. Maybe it is Dynamics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's just got some funky wordplay at the end. Let's just go with Dynamics. And they're a firm who specialize in facial animation. They most recently worked with uh, Take-Two on the NBA 2K21 and Red Dead Redemption 2 releases. And they've also been involved in making projects such as Netflix's animated series Love, Death, and Robots or Avengers Endgame. So, uh, yeah, Dynamics play around in some big spaces and Take-Two gobbling up this company is only going to add to, uh, I guess, the the facial animations and facial detailing of future game releases for when we eventually get a Grand Theft Auto 6 or Grand Theft Auto 5 re-release times 5 remastered reimagined times 26 because uh, that's all they keep doing. I mean, we've, we got the news today um, this week where uh, they said GTA 6 isn't coming out until, like, was it 2025? Yeah, which is insane. Rough. Mm. um but uh it's very interesting to use nba as a um pillar of uh their works because isn't nba like oh i guess this isn't the same thing but you know how people scan their face to get it in the game Mm -hmm. and there's Mm -hmm. just so many horror stories um (laughs) of like crazy faces that uh, come out in the end yeah using their little, little face scan app 
doesn't always lead to uh, a big likeness in the game, but I guess when you're in the the dynamic studio and they're scanning you in with all those mocap cameras and stuff, maybe it's a different story. That's how you get the goodness. But yeah, so um, this is just the first of many acquisitions we're going to be talking about on on today's episode. But that was just Boy, a little quick hitter. Uh, if we sort of shift the tone into sort of more horror and nightmare fuel based discussion, and um, this one we've titled "It appears that in space." Everyone is going to be able to hear you scream again. I've taken some words here from Wesley LeBlanc over at IGN. Uh, it's been rumored that EA will soon reveal a fan favorite series revival at this month's EA Play Live event. And that revival is reportedly a remake of Dead Space. GamesBeat reports that not only will this revival be a Dead Space remake, but it will also be a remake in the vein of Capcom's recent Resident Evil remakes. GameBeat's Jeff Grubb. First teased back in March that EA Motive was working on an established IP, which has since been corroborated by Eurogamer. Following that, in a later stream, Grubb said this EA Motive developed game would be revealed at the July 22nd EA Play Live showcase. The speculation of, of what this game could be ramped up soon after and most landed on Dead Space. This was in part due to Grubb saying, we're going to see it if we're not dead first. Now today, Grubb has reported that EA Motive's game is in fact Dead Space and it is specifically a Dead Space remake. The report says that EA Motive is taking notes from Capcom's Resident Evil remakes and that their widely acclaimed Resident Evil 2 remake from 2019. Fans can expect the next Dead Space, seemingly the remake, to use the original Dead Space as a strong foundation. The game should have modern visuals and expected to feature... New gameplay mechanics pulled in from subsequent entries beyond the first Dead Space franchise. If EA Motive is actually working on a Dead Space remake, all signs are pointing to uh, to a reveal during the July 22nd EA Play Live Digital Showcase. The studio's last release was Star Wars Squadrons, which also happened to be its first major game developed in-house. Following that release, the studio confirmed that its next project will be, in quotes, something pretty special and not related to Star Wars. So there you go. Apologies, listeners. That's uh, that article there was a bit a uh, bit of word diarrhea. I probably could have vetted and, and cut some of those bits out. So sorry about a bit of the the repetition and emphasis on <laughs> repeated lines there. But that's just uh, it's just what they did over at IGN with this doc. But um, Miss Hart, more Dead mm. Space coming back at you. Maybe announced in the next eighteen days. You keen? Yeah, if especially if it's a remake, so I don't necessarily feel like I'm missing out on more stuff because, uh, full confession, I started Dead Space and it was too much. It was a little too scary for me. So I kind of went, you know what, there's other things I could be playing and I never went back. Yeah, so. it's, um, <laughs> it's a special franchise. Like I loved, loved, loved those three games and the first two especially uh some of the best survival horror of all time. And I'm with you, Miss Hart. Like there is some creatures and some situations that you come across in this decrepit space station when you're playing as Isaac Clarke that scare the goddamn pants off you. Like Mm. there are some moments where your heart nearly explodes from the tension and these nightmare fuel creatures coming at you and then you shoot their limbs off. Oh, they just keep coming. Little little demon robot spider baby things and stuff. It's like, oh my God. It was like... This game, like, I thought, like, I'm very critical when it comes to horror games because 
like some people take the easy way out some things are just not that scary to me but i just remember my first experience and my only experience playing this was like especially at the start you're just like walking around and you assume all those bodies are dead and then it's just like it jumps at you and oh my god um like i know like sometimes you refer to jump scares as being cheap scares but i thought that one was um pretty well done i definitely wasn't expecting it so yeah, those those necromorphs were horrific and, and cruising around. I think it was I think it's the Ichimura was the the spaceship that you you're heading around on, and just then when they mix in like the zero gravity parts of the game and just some really cool mechanics that they they put together in this franchise way back when. But the I think the frustrating part for me, like it's awesome that we're getting some some more dead space, but the thing that sort of grinds my gears is that obviously Visceral Games was the studio behind this. And they were closed down by EA a couple of years ago, and now yeah. lo and behold, they're they're oh. developing this new game. Even though they've you know they've chopped countless amounts of, of talented people from within Visceral, you know that studio got got the nail in the coffin a while ago, and now they're bringing the franchise back that these guys have been known for uh, yeah. with a different team in house. So that's that's a little bit frustrating, and from a, from a tonal perspective, you know it's like EA. You could have done better, you know. If you had this on the roadmap, keep the people around that were earning a living and making this franchise great, instead of cutting it just to save some bottom line uh, down, like in years prior. So that part there is like a bit of, you know, EA, come That's on, rough. man. It's it's actually genuinely surprising because as far as I can remember, a lot of people had been hankering for um, new Dead Space content, so. Um, and then now they, they said they're going down a remake route. So yeah, like, like, like I'm curious to see how that's going to translate. Like mm. I think from an aesthetics perspective on the, on the current gen and like current PC tech, this game is going to look gorgeous and horrifying all at the same time. Like it is going to be a great looking game for the, from a visual standpoint, then tossing in stuff, you know, like utilizing 3D audio, how they might factor yeah. in stuff with like the dual sense <laughs> technology. Oh. You know, like people's hearts are going to be racing playing this game. And it's the sign of good horror. But yeah, retreading some of that old storyline. Okay. You know, the, the game came out in 2018, uh, 2008, sorry. So it's 13 years ago from when the first one came out. So it's, yeah. it's a long ish time between drinks. So okay, let's bring it back again and hopefully maybe this might then spawn a Dead Space 4, which was rumoured where you're actually going to play as a female protagonist and have a bit more of an open world environment from what, what they've sort of had as as far as suggestions for the fourth game in the series. I'm going to sneeze. Yeah. <coughs> I bless you. Why, thank you. Why, thank you. But yeah, more Dead Space and we might actually have an announcement or some more uh, information on this in the next couple of weeks. So... Uh, mm -hmm. Don't have to wait too long to see what is fact and what is fiction here from uh, from Jeff Grubb's uh, reporting there. So uh, exciting times, but um, yeah, I just feel bad for Visceral because uh, yeah, they all they all got the chop a couple of years ago, and then they're bringing back the stuff that made them uh, you know put them on the map. But anyway, yeah. the next uh, horror themed story, Konami <laughs> no longer silent thanks to Bloober Team. Taking some words here from Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer. Silent Hill publisher Konami has confirmed a partnership with Bloober Team, developer of horror games such as The Medium and Blair Witch. The agreement allows Bloober to produce games from existing and new IPs which Konami owns, including, of course, the missing in action Silent Hill. 
No further detail on the project was announced other than, that, other than some vague promises of, in quotes, high quality content and the exchanging of game making know-how. If that's not broad, nothing speak, I don't know what is. So back in January, a report suggested multiple Silent Hill projects were in the works following a secret call from Konami to developers a couple of years ago. Konami declined to share anything further on that at the time. Most recently in February, uh, Silent Hill composer Akira Yamoka dropped a strong hint he was back working on the franchise. In a quickly pulled YouTube interview, the prolific video game composer teased he was composing music for a project which was the one you're hoping to hear about. And that was in quotes. All of which brings us back to Bloober, which perhaps not coincidentally, Yamaoka collaborated with for 2020's The Medium. Mm. It is a historic day for me and the culmination of several years of our work, Bloober boss Pior Babano said. The fact that such a renowned company as Konami has decided to strategically cooperate with the Bloober team means that we are also joined that we also joined the world leaders in gaming and became an equal partner for the leading players in this market. That quote from uh, Peter Babieno is very strange, but um, it's exciting. It means well, it doesn't mean, but you know, the the, the betting odds are very short that uh, Bloober yeah. has jumped in with Konami here to make the next Silent Hill game. Uh, the medium was fine. Uh, Layers of Fear mm. was good. The Blair Witch, yeah, okay. But they know how to make horror and Silent Hill is yeah. a great franchise. What do you think about this, Miss Hart? Are you, uh, you on the bus here or are you, uh, you, not, you out? You're off the bus. I don't know because like, um, Silent Hill as a franchise, bringing that back is very... I think it's very delicate work. Like, um, it's got to be handled with care. It's been something that, you know, has been teased, taken away. You know, we got to witness something that could have been and then, you know, essentially had that, you know, taken away from us. So now Bloober, which is a weird name. It's a strange, strange business name, isn't it? Bloober Team? unique, yeah. Um. Now, if this is the case that they do, they're holding the opportunity of creating the next Silent Hill game. I would not want to be in those shoes because, unfortunately, there is going to be this like expectation that obviously people shouldn't have because it's obviously different people, different you know studio that was involved, or well, you know people working in a studio that were involved to make what PT was. Um, so Bloober's obviously going to have to get out of the funk of knowing that there's going to just be people that are not going to be happy. Um, Mm. Overall, I'm excited that if we do get a Silent Hill game, a new Silent Hill game, because it's been some time and um, I enjoy, I like, I like the universe of Silent Hill. I I think it's, um, it's unique. It's a little grotesque. Uh, I like it. Yeah. I'm I'm excited, excited to see what uh, Bluebird bring to the screen eventually but but i think what you mentioned perfectly summarizes this too was where even though it was nothing more than a demo you know pt had such an impact on gaming oh yeah for for what it was and in the short time it was available and what kojima and norman reedus and and the people at konami were building there that everyone is still going to be so fixated on what that demo was and what silent hill in their minds should be moving forward if this doesn't hit that same kind of beat there's probably going to be some blowback where they're like oh this sucks bluebirds ruined this franchise boohoo konami you're a pack of dicks like that last part 
probably pretty true. You know, Konami don't have the best rep in the marketplace. But yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot hinging on this, I think, for a lot of parties yeah. involved. And if it doesn't nail that same kind of tone and look and feel than what Kojima had in that demo, the gaming industry is going to be up in arms because obviously anything Kojima touches is better than everyone else, even if it is for the most part the same or worse or moderately better. It's just yeah. on a on a podium unto itself all the time. So yeah, I feel Bloober are behind the eight ball already, even though they haven't shown a thing about this game, but just the 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 mystique and the the prestige that uh Kojima has in anything he does just immediately puts it in a different light. So I I feel bad yeah. that maybe maybe uh Bloober team have been dealt a losing hand already, even though they haven't even seen their cards. Yeah, exactly. Like they don't, they are going to start with a disadvantage, unfortunately. Um, but isn't this funny timing, especially with the abandoned game yeah. and all the issues that they've been dealing with on the speculation that they are secretly working on the next Silent Hill with Kojima and et cetera, et cetera. So having this kind of announcement, oh, fuddy duddy announcement, I guess it's not really truth, although the, the, the points of speculation are really adding up. But yeah, the abandoned game must be pretty happy that this is coming out now to kind of move some of the focus on them. Yeah, it's, it's look over there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, they just correct. sneak out the back. But yeah, so so we'll we'll hopefully get some kind of announcement or a couple of stills or a trailer or something over the mm. next twelve months just to see what's going on here. Um, funnily enough, Supermassive Games were. We're in the running to potentially chair or take over some Silent Hill function as well. A couple of years ago, they had a had a pitch to to Konami about what they wanted to do for a new Silent Hill game. That ultimately wasn't taken up. And um, oh. from from what I've, I've sort of read out in the uh, in the the games media uh, was that that pitch actually became part of the the Dark Pictures anthology project. So oh. some of the things that we've we've played or maybe going to play in the future was what could have been seen in a, in a new Silent Hill game. So uh, we'll mm. see what Bloober do over the coming years, but at least at least there's, even though it's not confirmed, at least there's some Silent Hill coming out. I think, I think it's very short odds that this is Silent Hill that they're working on, right? I mean, like all these little points, it, to me it seems pretty straightforward. Yeah. I'm a gambling man. I'd, I'd put a hundred bucks on that. This is Silent Hill coming to our, coming to our platforms in the near future. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's one sort of, uh, Konami Kojima thread. And then the next one here, Hideo Kojima's next game could be exclusive to Xbox. What? Whoa. In a big shakeup from his last game, Death Stranding, it's looked like, it's looking like Hideo Kojima is going to be partnering with Microsoft for a new Xbox game next. Insider Jeff Grubb. He's been busy this week, old Jeff Grubb. He is finding all the hot goss. So Insider Jeff Grubb reports that Microsoft and Kojima have signed a letter of intent for a new game. This is not an official binding contract, importantly, but it seems to point for the possibility that Kojima's next game will be made for Xbox. So Xbox, Game Pass, all that fun stuff. Grubb cited the information to his un, uh, Grub cited the information to his unnamed sources. God, that is Ooh. some cloak and dagger shit right there. Uh, we've got a quote here. This is a key step in the, nego- in the negotiations between the Metal Gear Solid creator and the Xbox company. This signifies that both parties have agreed to a generalized deal while lawyers continue hashing out the finer points, Grubb said. 
According to the report, Microsoft and Kojima have been working behind the scenes for months already regarding a partnership. The deal is so close that Microsoft has begun preparing for what Kojima will need to make his new game, Grub reported. The report goes on to say that Kojima's new game will be made at least in part for the cloud. Microsoft just recently hired portal designer Kim Swift to run the company's new initiatives for cloud-based games and Kojima's will be among them, the report said. So Microsoft, oh. they need what you need to prepare for Kojima in this next game is an absolute fuckload of money and also... And time. And time, yes, yes. <laughs> time and money, that's all you need to give him because, uh, yeah, we are going to get some kind of crazy out-of-this-world, deep philosophical meaning game from Kojima, maybe with some AAA actors involved. But boy, howdy, if this this (laughs) happens, Miss Hart, like, you know, Kojima, this is is the epitome of the hired gun. Like, he goes from this relationship with Sony and Death Stranding being a a Sony exclusive, obviously it's on PC now, but, you know, a console exclusive only for Sony Mm. to now going, you know what? Microsoft have backed up the the money truck here. They're giving us more money. Now I'm going to go work solely for Xbox on this next release. And then maybe we'll go to Nintendo. We'll never go to Nintendo for the next one. But you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy times. (laughs) It's crazy. But, like, we're not too surprised by this because Xbox and Microsoft has been making some crazy purchases. They've been doing, like, just outrageous, like, um, benefits, I guess, with Game Pass and showing how, like, exactly um, the, like, being a part of Game Pass and what you get from it, especially when it comes to new titles, um, getting it on the on the day attached to Game Pass. So like like Microsoft has really been puffing out their chests on what they really want to do for the console, but like Kojima like there's a lot of like fuck yous, I guess, that you can do to your opposing console, but like taking Kojima from Sony, like that feels like a pretty significant one. Like that, 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 that does feel like like abduction or kidnapping. Like that's straight up. Like that's that's key in, key in your ex's car sort of stuff. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah, it's it's some high school type of drug. Like I know it's a business decision, but it's stealing the dog. Yeah, yeah. Mm, like it's the- it's it's big time. So if this actually does eventuate, man, it's it's a big old feather in the old Xbox cap. At least for this upcoming exclusive whatever it might be um a game built around the cloud is interesting Uh, i don't know what that's going to do or how this game's going to be different to something that'll be not in the cloud um Mm. but yeah this is this is the thing jeff jeff grubb he is uh got his finger on the pulse he is uh he is the man with the contacts he has really ascended over the last probably 18 to 24 months as far yes. as being a bit of a yeah. bit of a newsbreaker out in the games media. Yeah. Um like he's got a lot of things right with E3. Um and he's like, you know, kind of gotten a few things right just in like you kind of said like in the year passing just as is. So like it, any of his speculations, you can't really just like brush them off right away. Um but yeah, if this if this is a thing, if this is a get get like First of all, like I would love to see what the Sony fan base does when that officially gets announced. Second of all, I'd be very interested to see if by going to a new console, Kojima kind of picks himself up and then just goes in another completely different direction and shows us another interesting world that is like brewing in his head, some mm. cinematic 
you know, craziness. Yeah, and like this game could really be anything. Like Kojima's mind works in a way unlike most game developers, or at least he, mm. he commits to trying to make things unlike most game developers. So this could be a whole heap of Kojima zaniness and weirdness and uniqueness. And I feel that it's probably going to be anchored by a, a like a, a big name television or film star being cast oh, as the boy. lead for sure. For sure. Yeah. Who's it going to be? Is Reedus coming back? Are we going to get Mads again? Or are we going to get someone completely new? Who's he Kojima been spotted Mads. with the last couple of months? Hopefully no one thanks to COVID. Um, but <laughs> That's true. Like he loves, he loves Mads. Like he loves that dude. Like the f- adorable photos that came out of that. But, you know, we know he likes his like 80s, 90s action. So it has to be someone of that kind of character. Chuck Norris. Could you imagine? Oh my God, Nicolas Cage. Oh, yes. Yes. That, they seem like they should be on the same wavelengths. Like yeah. it should. Yeah. Yeah. I need to write a letter to Kojima. I completely forgot to mention, I, I watched Willy's Wonderland last weekend as well. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. That's, yeah. Good? No, like, not really. Not really. Like, it's it's to it. be expected. It's it's <laughs> it's Nicolas Cage in Five Nights at Freddy's. Like, you see that's, his, that's he, the premise. <laughs> you see the trailer to that movie that he's doing where it's kind of, it looks like pig? John Wick, but a pig. Yeah. Yes, I'm all in on pig. I'm so in on pig. I'm so Sorry. keen for Pig, but don't get very keen for Willy's Wonderland. It is, yeah. it's so bad. It's good in a way. Like you just laugh at how dumb some of the stuff is in it. Like that's that's the type of movie it is. Like if you want some crappy cheese, where you watch a Nicolas Cage fight possessed animatronic creatures, watch yes. Willy's Wonderland. But if you want something that's like an Oscar winner, do not watch this movie. But if you want something dumb and sometimes fun with Nicolas Cage check out Willy's Wonderland <laughs> it is a thing my god it is it is something yeah it's up there with the tomorrow war as far as bad review scores go but yeah oh no but yeah Nicolas Cage in uh, Hideo Kojima's Xbox exclusive sign us up yes it's, it's a batch made in heaven in my that's opinion that's it that's rad alright last bit of news we're going to be unpacking today Sony going all hungry, hungry hippos is the title for this one. Sony Interactive Entertainment has found some cash under the couch cushions and decided to put it to use, acquiring Finnish studio House Marquee and Dutch studio Nixus. Furthermore, there have also been leaks that Sony are also acquiring Bluepoint games. So a little bit more of a spiel here. So House Marquee, obviously, longtime partner of SIE and has released eight titles exclusive to PlayStation so far. Most recently, the pair released PlayStation 5 exclusive Returnal. House Marquee is the 13th studio to join PlayStation Studios. It is the company's first acquisition since it bought Spider-Man developer Insomniac Games in 2019. The studio will, con- uh, will continue to be run by House Marquee's current management team in conjunction with PlayStation Studios' external development team. Here's a quote. With a proven track record of creating original games that feature best-in-class gameplay, House Marquee is a highly accomplished studio and we couldn't be more thrilled to officially welcome them to the PlayStation Studios family, said Helmut Hulst, head of PlayStation Studios. Moving on, Dutch studio Nixus Software. The developer uh, is, is the additional purchase that we mentioned at the jump there. This developer will join PlayStation Studios Technology, Creative and Services Group which focuses on technical and development capability to support Sony's game development studios. 
Herman Hulst, back at it again, says, I highly respect Nixus and am excited for this very experienced team to become part of the world-class development community at SIE. They have a passion for improving games and for delivering the best possible experience for gamers. Nixus will also be a strong asset for everyone across PlayStation Studios, helping our team focus on their most important goal, which is to create unique PlayStation content at the best possible quality, end quote. And obviously, there is still this... Uh, strong rumor that uh SIE also picking up Bluepoint games with some leaked or, or some I guess wrongfully sent social media posts from Sony which mm. were swiftly removed uh <laughs> so Bluepoint is the next one I feel that is going to be popping up anytime now um which is also very exciting like Bluepoint they're they're behind the most recent revivals with Shadow of the Colossus on the PlayStation 4 and uh, Demon's Souls, which was the PlayStation 5 launch release title there. So uh, they're yeah. remake specialists. So they're sort of tipping their hat to maybe more remakes coming just exclusively to Sony. Miss Hart, what you think about all this news? Unfortunately, like to me, like like Returnal uh, seems like it, it was popular, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it sold it well. well. It sold yeah. well, reviewed really well too. One of the games of the year so far. Hmm. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, it's a good get for them. It seems kind of... It feels PlayStation-y, just based on, like, look and design. Um, I Like, it's it's an interesting, like, get. Like, are they doing it because, like, Microsoft has been taking up studios and that was, like, one that they feel like they can work with? Or are they looking for a very specific studio, uh, like, a speciality studio in what they make? um but like for me personally like i'm like okay cool like i didn't i have no interest in returnal yeah so like i'm just more interested in the aspect of like the our two two console groups buying up you know buying up studios and what that what that says in their choices or i guess maybe how much they are willing to pay yeah, it's 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 very much becoming a bit of a monopoly, isn't it, out there for for Sony and Microsoft, mm. where they're it's it's like an arms race who can who can who can build the biggest team first, you know, who can who can gobble up all these studios to have it all under the blue or the green banners, and um, the the house marquee purchase makes sense, like they've sort of they've been in air quotes, you know, dating for a good long while, you know, they're they're putting <laughs> a ring on it now to make it official. And then obviously Nixus, the the purchase there of the uh, the Dutch studio, they're oh, they're going to yeah. be working like they're going to be riding shotgun on a lot of on a lot of future projects, and they're they're just coming in there, you know, they're doing the final polish, they're doing the the detailing and the adding mm-hmm. that nice bit of shine and sheen and, and giving it that final spit polish before these games come out. So that's smart, you know, helping them. Uh, like having them work as a support mechanism for for your naughty dogs and and um, your Santa Monicas and stuff like that. Sure, yeah. But then, yeah, the the Blue Point rumors where they're going to be picking yes. up them, the uh, the remake kings over there at Blue Point, mm. smart as well. Like the the Demon Souls remake they did, very 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 positively received. Yeah. Very 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 punishing game that made me want to cry. But uh, you know, people that love those Souls games oh, love what Bluepoint did. Maybe that's what PlayStation is going for, because Returnal is very similar in that unforgiving, relentless, repetitive <laughs> kind of gameplay. Maybe that's the kind of niche that PlayStation's looking for. They're going to lean into the uh, the Souls and roguelike stylings of games. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Who knows? Maybe 
maybe Blue Point are going to be making a remake of like the original Ratchet and Clank. Maybe we're going to see the first Ratchet and Clank realized by Blue Point. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Just connecting threads to our spoiler cast discussion. If you yeah. haven't listened to that, be sure to go check that out ASAP. But yeah, um, big moves, smart moves. They make sense. They make sense. Like, mm. obviously, we talk a lot offline about what's Sony's home run move going to be? Like Microsoft with the Bethesda purchase. What's what's Sony's Bethesda equivalent? What's it going to be? Who knows? It, in my opinion, like Insomniac's been a really good kid. <laughs> Hell yeah. Insomniac <laughs> is, was one of the smartest purchases anybody's made in the game space. Like Insomniac mm. are one of the crown jewels of game development at the moment. So yeah. that's smart. But um, these are just a couple, a couple of smart plays here, a couple of smart strategic purchases here, getting yeah. House Marquee locked, uh, locked up under that banner because, yeah, Returnal's getting a lot of positive press and it's sort of further put House Marquee on the map as far as one of the, the leaders in that roguelike genre and... Yeah, the Returnal, the, the game style, it's it's not something I typically enjoy, but just the aesthetic is what keeps me coming back to yeah. that game. Like playing a forgiving, roguelike, sci-fi, aliens-inspired game is just like, mm, chef's kisses for me. But yeah, Sony. Sony with a couple of purchases this week. The, the mm. amounts that these studios were purchased for, it's as yet undisclosed, so we don't know what kind of money Sony had to throw on the table to get these deals over the line. But uh, that might come out in the coming coming weeks or months. But uh, yeah. certainly not going to be the last purchase I think we're going to hear in 2021. I think there's Definitely more coming, Miss Hart. Yeah. All right. But uh, there's no more news coming this week. But instead, we've got some of this coming at you. Sweet of the week. And the first tweet comes by I have at Mortal Kombat, so the official Mortal Kombat Twitter handle. And the tweet reads, NetherRealm is now focusing on its next project. And after more than two years of supporting Mortal Kombat 11, DLC for the game, including characters, has come to an end. So that's bittersweet. Like, it's sad that they're, they're sort of going, wiping their hands of Mortal Kombat to a degree, but they've, they've given us a lot of DLC, a lot of characters, oh, yeah. a lot of game to invest in, a lot of uh, places to test one's might. But uh, NetherRealm, moving on to the next game. Do you think they're going back to some kind of DC-inspired brawler again? Where do you think they're going? What's their next game going to be, Miss Hart? I have no idea. Like, they've probably got a few other projects maybe in the works that they've been attached to. Is NetherRealm connected to a <laughs> connected to his console yet? Like, has a Sony or Microsoft uh, bought either of them? So well, they're, well they're, they fall under the Warner Brothers banner. And remember, obviously, there was the rumors last year about Warner Brothers potentially shopping around. But then they've, yeah. they've sort of said they're off the market now. But see, Warner Brothers could be a big get. Like, that's, that's up there. You get some good studios under that Warner Brothers banner and then you get some exclusive... You get, like, the DC licensing, yeah. which is all fallen under that WB banner. But yeah, so what another do you think? injustice. Do you think we're going to get another Injustice game? Do you think that's what they're going to be working on next? I don't know. I, the the popularity of Injustice doesn't feel like it meets to the same caliber of NetherRealm. Mm. I'm sorry, of Mortal Kombat. So, um, like, I don't know. I don't know. But like the fact that they've they said that there's there's literally another project that we're working on. So like, and they've started on it. So yeah, you know, they they people working on it know what it is. 
Yeah, so so Injustice 2 came out in 2017. So mm. if we're looking at it to be a, a four to five year turnaround time, Injustice, the first one came out in 2013. So there's four years between drinks. So maybe, maybe we get Injustice 3 in 2022 because NetherRealm, you know, they, they, they make fighting games. That's what they do. So it would make sense. Or maybe they've got a new IP. Maybe maybe they've somehow managed to secure Marvel. Maybe they're doing a Marvel fighting oh. game. I'd be curious. Mm. But it's exciting. It's exciting. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hear more about that, no doubt, in the coming months as far as what this next project is. And, uh, yeah, if it's going to be more DC flavor, is it going to be Marvel? Is it going to be completely... Is it going to be new? It's going to be a brand new fighting IP. Who knows? Who knows? And the uh, other little social post we wanted to to shout out, um, I am Gabriel Luna did a sneaky little photo post on his socials with... Uh, the, the caption reading already love these folks hashtag miller time hashtag the last of us so obviously they've just started shooting the last of us hbo tv series over mm-hmm. there in o canada uh from, from all reports it looks like it's going well because there are smiles everywhere amongst this crew uh seeing gabriel luna there and uh just the rest of the team just uh doing cool things i'm excited for this miss hart I'm yeah excited. we we were mentioning like offline where we think that this might be the way that I can enjoy Last of Us. Um, I, you know, I don't get to enjoy the experience of playing the game, so maybe I can at least appreciate the story done by the, you know, great actors involved, and then obviously the attachment to like with HBO. Yep. So it's gonna be gruesome. So hopefully, hopefully, this is the way that I can enjoy Last of Us. Yeah. Yeah, let's see what old uh, Pedro Pascal brings to the screen as Joel and uh, the rest of that fantastic supporting cast. So, uh, yeah, I'm guessing we're going to be seeing this sometime in 2022, which is exciting, which is exciting, Miss Hart. Hopefully it's done well, because I want you to enjoy The Last of Us in some form, whether it be on the screen, on the game, in a comic, who knows? I just want you to enjoy this world. It'd be so funny if, like, the first episode was just too slow for me and I turned it off. Yeah, God. You got you got to watch a quiet place, and then a quiet place part two because a quiet uh, place ta- part two has got some Last of Us beats to it. I'll just watch the Last of Us. <laughs> They're so good movies. <laughs> I watch Wally's World. What was that? I watch Wally's World or oh Will- Willy's Wonderland. Will- oh, sorry, that's it. Willy's Wally's Wonderland. World. Wally- Wally's World is actually a band, and if you look up their music video, it's pretty interesting. Okay, I'll check that out after this. Wally's world. Wally's world. All right. Let's uh let's move into the last part of the body. New releases and events. All right, so we're talking about things dropping between Monday the 5th of July and Sunday the 11th of July. As far as games coming out this week, uh, we see a Plague Tale Innocence making its way to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series S slash X, and the Nintendo Switch on July 6 slash 7, depending on where you are in the world. Uh, Wise IX Monstrum Knox dropping on the Switch and PC on July 6, 7. Uh, Sam and Max, this time it's virtual, dropping on the Oculus Quest on July 8, slash 9. And then uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin dropping on the Nintendo Switch and the PC on July 9, slash 10. So they're the games coming out this week. As far as content, uh, if you're listening to us, obviously we're listening to the 248th episode of The Hunger Gamers. Uh, if you're looking for more content this week, we've got the 41st episode of Hoop Dreams dropping, doing a 
NBA Championship preview, seeing who those Phoenix Suns are going to be fighting there for their way to become the world champions. Is it going to be the Atlanta Hawks? Was it going to be the Milwaukee Bucks? We're also going to have a new episode of this thing on the Kofi exclusive podcast available only at ko-fi.com forward slash we are 8-bit. Also getting the Black Widow film making its way to cinemas <laughs> this Thursday, but also then the next day on Disney Plus on the 9th. So if you don't want to go to the cinemas and you just want to watch it in the comfort of your lounge room or in front of your computer screen, you can watch Black Widow on Disney Plus this Friday. Obviously, we're also getting the uh, the Fear Street Part 2 that we mentioned uh, at the jump of the podcast dropping this Friday on Netflix. And also then uh, the fifth episode of Loki would be out on the Wednesday as well for those Loki fans. That's like the second last episode, right? That's crazy. Mm. These short series, they're too short, Miss Hart. Give me more. I'm okay with this one being six. Give me eight. Give me, give me, I just want eight. Oh, Maybe it's green. Fine. No. Six is fine. Miss Hart. Especially after recent happenings. Uh, six is fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the less said about that, the better. Uh, Miss Hart, anything else you wanted to highlight as far as things coming out this week or anything you wanted to say before maybe we shut down the studio for another week? Yes. As said, this is episode 248, so that means it's 250 is coming up and uh, we would still like your input listeners on what you would like us to do for episode 250 so if you want to let us know got some ideas do you want us to do game show do you want us to just do a you know ask us anything do you know give us ideas let us know on discord twitter instagram email get your ideas to us and we'll see what we can do for the special episode of 250 250 is insane but yeah we uh we'll work that out it might come out full disclosure listeners too it might come out the week after the usual release cycle just because we've got a few things going on and uh it'd be tough to commit to our usual recording sketch so it may be out a week later but uh yeah episode 250 we would like your thoughts feedback opinions on what we should do because help us shape this 250th episode as you've helped to shape the other 248 that we've recorded to date so uh mm. get those thoughts and opinions in because we would really appreciate it but miss hart that brings us to the end of thg for another week it's been a journey uh we have talked yeah. a lot of things this week a lot of acquisitions a lot of kojima and uh you know a lot of, a lot of movements in the back end a lot of a lot of power play moves oh, going on. movements in the back end <laughs> speaking of i uh I need to do a movement very shortly. Uh, the pulled pork and uh, smoked wings that I cooked up last night are ready to uh, introduce themselves to me a second time. So, uh, oh, listeners, thanks again for stopping on by. Really thanks. appreciate it. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and be sure to head over to audiotechnica.com, audiotechnica.com.au to get yourself the best in audio-based equipment. We're talking headphones, microphones, gaming headsets, turntables. You need it. They've got it. You want it, go get it. So audiotechnica.com or audiotechnica.com.au. But until next time, 8-Bit Nation, where we come at you for the world first episode 249, much love! And stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry.